Hey, this is Dan, just to say that this week's episode is sponsored by Grey Issue 4, which is now funding on Kickstarter. You can find out more about this in the middle of the episode. Hello and welcome to Hey, I Love That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. And I'm Charlie. And for this episode, we watched George, 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 for that tree. So this this film starts with an epileptic fit for those of you who were such a good film. Oh, it's so good! I fucking this was great. Yeah. My my memories of this it was like they'd faded, and as I watched the movie, every scene I was like, I remember this bit. I remember this bit. Yeah. I can, I can honestly say, watching this film, I don't remember this film whatsoever. <laughs> I do not remember anything. I was so sure that I saw this film as a kid because I just remember that one bit where the guy falls into the pile of elephant crap, whatever yeah. it is. Oh, and yeah. I thought, yeah, I've seen this film. And I watched it. I thought, okay, no, this this felt more like a trip that I had like three years ago. <laughs> this film is utterly ridiculous. Oh, it makes and, no sense. And it and it is just insane, and I I love it, and I and I hate it at the same time. I hate that I enjoyed so much of this film. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's just it's... so funny. Like you get you get the narrator the whole time, who people end up arguing with, and the narrator has control of parts of the movie. The, yeah. the narrator has full control of the universe. It's amazing. It's, it's basically <laughs> Tarzan. Yeah, it's Tarzan. Yeah, it's Tarzan. I... So you get um. I mean, you don't really see George until that uh, a little bit further into the movie it starts with ursula that's all ursula. So it starts with ursula and she's there she's like um got her african tour guide so um she can like explore africa and then oh enter sandman here comes uh her partner lyle lyle, lyle. um a dickhead a villain from the <laughs> start and yeah he's there because he is a controlling prick who wants to make sure his wife doesn't have fun um, <laughs> And they talk about the legend of a white ape, which I'm guessing is the abominable snowman. <laughs> you, you get a, a great bit where they, um, like the, the narrator, when he's like, and they looked at it with R. <laughs> they go, oh, he's like, no, R, A W E. It's so good. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm slightly disappointed with myself as how many of those kinds of jokes that I laughed at. Yeah, I'm so every time I laugh, I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. It was so over the top. Like you get, um, like pretty early on when, uh, so Ursula gets knocked unconscious, uh, and so does Lyle. And um, well, uh, no, like only Lyle gets knocked unconscious, and Ursula watches as uh, Brendan Fraser, who, mm -hmm. as I will say now, so I, the top letterbox review for this movie is late '90s Brendan Fraser could slam me into a tree any day. Mm -hmm. That is correct. <laughs> um, agreed. <yep>. Agreed. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so he uh, fights a fights a lion. There's a bit of, he spins it around, and then he like clotheslines it yeah. using a rubber tree. Yep. <laughs> Just as much as like, obviously, you can't really use real animals in in movies anymore. I don't. I mean, it was mainly just the monkeys and that that no, would have been in the same scenes and acting and stuff. But the lions, like, they all looked great. And then when they used, like, puppets as well, they also looked real good. Yeah. Like, like, the they, animals looked good. Also, like, when they were puppets, they were clearly puppets. They weren't pretending. Yeah. They weren't trying. They were like, no, nah, it's not a real lion in this bit. <laughs> I think that's and, why it's good. So George rescues Ursula 
and takes her back to his treehouse, which is a great set piece. Like the the oh, whole set of the treehouse is cool. It's it, it it's really colourful. It's really nice. And I think some some people, in fact, I think a lot of people would say that this isn't realistic, and they they would what? be correct in saying so. But but those people who are saying that aren't truly appreciating the the wonderful magic that is john cleese ape maid which is not <laughs> something i'd ever thought i would say in a yeah. sentence but i had no idea john cleese was a thing in this and i just that just blew me away and that's the point where i really started enjoying this film. yeah, yeah i i forgot he was in this like i knew there was a posh british ape and i did not realize it was john cleese until this time around um his name is ape prime ape the ape that can talk uh which i think is his name from the comic book is an ape named ape before you meet him, there's still like a pretense of there's a bit of like, this could be grounded, it could be real. And then as soon as you meet the talking ape, because it's not just a talking ape, it's like a hyper intelligent buffoon of a British ape. Number one, they never explained why the ape talks or how. They're just like, this ape can. None of the other ones can, we don't think. No, the others just play the drums all the time. Yeah, we don't know if they can talk or not. They never talk. But we know like every other animal can't talk. And it, it's not even like set up as George can hear it talk and no other human can. Because Ursula reacts to it talking. Oh yeah, she passes out like four times yeah. because of the ape talking. So the ape is talking. isn't just like George can understand it. No, the ape is talking. And then you're like, yeah, sure. Literally anything can happen in this film. And yep. it does. And all of it does. The most, uh, then the most unrealistic part of this whole film is that for a man who has spent his entire life growing up in the jungle, George has fucking great teeth. George has, <laughs> like, George has great teeth and his head to toe shaved. Yep. Yeah. It's clean shaven, American accent. Yeah. Clean shaven, long flowing hair. Yeah, I, I genuinely, yeah, I'd forgotten that this film was older than The Mummy. I thought this was what Brendan Fraser did after The Mummy. But no, apparently it was his role in this that got him the part in The really? Mummy. Wow. Actually, obviously. Because there's yeah. that scene where he fights for Mummy? I don't know. I can't tell you why. <laughs> and he fights a different... fights some scarabs? I, there's no reason. <laughs> there's no connection whatsoever. No connection whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he was a fucking babe in this movie. Maybe let's face was, it. He has full himbo energy. Yes, he, George is the absolute he's, himbo he's, of the jungle. Archetypical, archetypical himbo because he is unbelievably attractive, but also as dumb as shit. Incredible. I mean, just incredibly clumsy. Like you know, he just falls off things all the time. You know, completely harmless. George just lucky sometimes, I George guess. Just lucky sometimes. I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just like he's got the crocodile tooth um, on his necklace, and he's like, crocodile had toothache. I remove tooth. Like it's he's so just good. he's so sweet. You've got Shep the elephant, which is basically his dog as well. Yeah. Which is great. Um there's the bit that we have to get into, unfortunately, which is uh when he falls in love with Ursula and he's like, Good thing she's same species, huh? It's like, oh yeah, no. He's, uh, <laughs> he's had some times. <laughs> he was a teenager in the jungle. Did George clap monkey cheeks? He may have clapped. Uh, definitely not ape cheeks. Specifically <laughs> ape, voiced by John Cleese. No. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, that's a strange reference in that film. But, like, I, it's just all around. This is another one of those episodes where we're just going to be gushing about how good the film is. So, yeah, no, let's get back to, to going through the story because mm -hmm. it is 
brilliant and batshit. And I think the reason it's so, like, so much happens in this film, and I think the reason so much happens in this film is because this was originally a comic, a, like, a cartoon comic thing. Yeah, like, like a like cartoon strip cartoon sort of thing. Like, like Peanuts and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, and they took everything from that and shoved it into the film. Because normally films like edit out unimportant bits. No, every single thing that happens in the source material happens in the film. So it speeds through this film. Because <laughs> it's not that long. It just speeds through things happening. Uh, which is where you end up like, at one point they're in New York for what feels like half a film. Yeah, I thought it was San Francisco. The San Francisco? Yeah, they're yeah. not in yeah. the jungle. <laughs> so he meets Ursula, uh, falls in love with Ursula. Um, and at the same time, Lyle, her asshole of a fiance, is trying to get to George using guides. Yeah, he's bought like his crew. own British guides. Ursula yeah. had the uh, African guides who just take the piss out of Lyle the whole time. Yes, um, and it's done really cleverly by them speaking a different language and there being subtitles. So Lyle will do something stupid and they will say something in subtitles. It's brilliant. Yeah, he'll he'll never understand. Apart from the one scene where he does try to talk to them using a book and yeah. just says the complete wrong things. Yeah, And like he's, you know, he's incredibly racist as well. There's the, the bit where he's like, you know, trying to show them that he's got a camera and it's like a Polaroid thing and they're like, yeah, we prefer this one. It's like a really cool, like, <laughs> Canon or something. <laughs> yeah, we prefer the the frame rate of the Nikon Cineflex or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's so good and um yeah and I th- I think we can't talk about any any of like the story without mentioning the narrator because he's just he's just like you say he's got so much control over it and there's so many good like fourth wall breaks and stuff like that with him. Yeah, and it's not like awkward at any point. They're really well because fourth wall breaks can be really bad. And cringy and like awful. They are never bad in this film. They're like solidly written. The main one I'm thinking of at the moment is when when you're first sort of introduced to Shep the elephant, and it's like showing you different things he can do, and then it's like, and he's sitting there with a bone, and they're like, wait, no, that's too much. Get rid of the bone. And then Shep is unhappy. Yeah. I think the narrator is really what holds this film to making sense because without it, this film would be utter chaos. Yeah. So eventually, we get to. Uh, Lyle finds them and he ends up shooting George but nobody gets hurt in this movie they just get real big boo-boos yeah they are big <laughs> boo-boos because so it builds up to that point and at that point like Lyle has fallen in cow in like elephant shit and uh, all of his guides go and this point we throw our heads back and laugh yeah. <laughs> which is brilliant and yeah he's just had a bad time and then he finds Ursula and George and shoots George because George is well at the same time he has captors who are unbelievably English like incredibly British and they hear ape talk they try to catch ape yeah they go on a they go on a King Kong tangent yeah uh, and George ends up getting shot and then it immediately cuts away as like kid friendly immediately cuts away and goes so let's think of the information that we know (laughs) (laughs) the the poachers are trying to get you're trying to get ape um and george has been shot but nothing bad happens to george because he's the hero and the narrator is just saying that it's so good and and then lyle Lyle ends up in an african person yeah (laughs) um george gets taken back to san francisco yep and yeah the (laughs) the english hunters are still trying to get ape i guess yeah they're trying to capture ape yeah 
um, because ape is a talking ape and that it makes no sense. George in the city is just an amazing bit though. George like, is great. Like I would watch a whole film yeah. of that. Um, like when he's watching the he's watching TV and it's just like like an advert for coffee, but like in a romantic way. And he's like, George, get coffee. Then Ursula wants George. Yeah, <laughs> he just eats a shitload of coffee. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just it's so good. And ah, oh, the mum is. Ursula's mum is awful. Terrible, but funny. I think she's she's genuinely quite funny as a person. Oh yeah, she's funny, but just as a character, <laughs> just like because she wants she wants Ursula to marry Lyle, of course, not this himbo. <laughs> she calls him Mister Jungle. Like they so they <laughs> they sit down and have a talk about how seriously how he needs to go back to the jungle, and she says goodbye, Mister Jungle. Did yeah, she, she calls think, it. Did she think his name is George Jungle? <laughs> I think so. His name is George Jungle, officially. Yeah, and then there's like the typical montage scene of George becoming a normal person. Yeah, he wears a dress for a while, and then he gets a suit, and then he's just doing yeah. his things. Yeah, George looks good in Armani, and but yeah, no, George does yeah. look good in Armani. <laughs> George also looks good out of Armani. <laughs> yeah, because there's yeah the scene where Ursula brings her friend home after George has been in the shower and he's just standing there naked. He's like George slipped on weird yellow rock and then just like staring at him. Again, completely harmless, and that, I think that's why it works. Because if he was like anyone else, it'd be cre- that scene would be weird if George was set up in any other way. Yeah, by far, <laughs> it would be like weird and creepy. But no, because George is like harmless idiot himbo. Full himbo energy. He's he gets away with it. He's like that is perfectly fine, and there's nothing wrong with it. It then sort of leads on to George's like hero moment in the city. So there's a he he climbs the uh, biggest rope bridge he's ever seen, which is the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And then while he's up there, there's a parachutist that's stuck, and he rigs up. I mean, we've not even mentioned the fact that he swings on vines and smashes into trees all the time. But yeah, so he's he like rigs up a, a rope and swings to rescue this guy, uh, which is a cool little scene. And obviously they, the mum and that sees it on telly and Ursula manages to get there. Is Ursula's mother against race mixing? Because I'm thinking about the scene, um, between, like the one-on-one when they have a chat with George and Ursula's mum. And she's like, he's fro- she's from like this family. And you're just of a different breed. And it's like, is, is she against that? Because she's set up as a villain and it kind of feels like that kind of villain. Yeah, she does seem a bit racist, doesn't she? <laughs> it does. It's not just me, right? She's definitely rich, white, old woman. <laughs> yeah, like full. They went full into it. It's kind of, she's kind of scary. Um, But no, I, I think this film from like... It makes zero sense. They race back to Africa to save. Yeah, because uh, Tuki, who is the Tukan, comes and uh, flies from Africa to San Francisco yeah. to let George know. Yeah, understandably. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. Ape has been ape-napped. Like, when he goes back to um, Africa to go and rescue Ape, and he like posts himself there. Yeah, completely. Um, and then he gets out and like just puts on some Nike Airs yeah. <laughs> and runs, which is like a great sponsor bit. Weird sponsorship bit. And speaking of sponsors, this episode is sponsored by Grey Issue 4, which is now funding on Kickstarter. Grey is the story of an ex-undercover cop back from the dead to take down the mob he was infiltrating. Oh, and he's made of concrete. 
It's written by me, Dan Faulkner, and features Charlie Skinner, who's in this episode, as the titular character model, and with artwork by Reese Finley. We're currently funding on Kickstarter to pay for the production of the comic, with backer rewards including digital and physical copies, posters, sketch cards, original artwork, and even the chance to get yourself drawn into the comic. Every backer shall also receive the first three issues digitally too. Check out the link in the show notes for more information. And now, back to the show. Because, yeah, Charlie, you were saying you just don't remember any of this film. I honestly, you guys have been talking about this. I know I've been really quiet, but I can't remember the bits that you're talking about. I must have phased out during this film. Man, man, like I, I, you said about the mum and I'm like, wait, there was a mum. Yeah. He went to the city. What? Wait, what? I clearly like fell asleep during this. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I hated this film. Right. I absolutely hated this film. I can't write. I, I, I thought I could just like you spitball it and say how much like I kind of enjoyed it i hated this film no, with a passion you're allowed There's... to hate films on this podcast we do it quite a lot right, okay right here we go right this film was <laughs> utter garbage right i'm pretty sure the reason i don't remember this as a kid was because even as a child however old i was when i wasn't busy doing something important like picking my ass or having a shit i was like do you know what i don't remember this film because i probably just blanked it out from my mind it's probably why i don't remember any of what you're saying because my mind just said oh yeah that's why i don't remember this is because i've just completely thrown it out of my head this film right oh my goodness this film just i remember like the key bits like don't get me wrong okay let me be let me be sort of you know professional let me let me critique this properly i would say 20 percent of this film made me go huh 80 percent of this <laughs> film made me go I could be doing anything else right now <laughs> apart from watching this film. It's honestly though, I don't remember seeing this as a kid. So there's no nostalgia for me. So I tried to do that thing where you're like, okay, I'm a kid right now watching this film. It's going to be really great. And I think I really liked, I did actually find it quite fun for like 20 minutes. And then after that point, there was a certain point. I think it was after John Cleese eight made disappeared that I kind of lost interest. I think that was the peak for me. That was the moment where I was like, Oh my God, John Cleese, is like an ape that makes breakfast. I mean, no wonder Ursula's thinking about ditching her douche boyfriend for a guy who grew up in the jungle who's trained an ape to make him breakfast. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, this this film is is great in its own way, but it just it's oh, it's so lost on me. It's so lost on me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was brilliant. anyway. There's my bit. I'm going back into high. No, no, keep going. <laughs> This this film, honestly, it's just it's. I did get a little bit of philosophy from this film. There's a tiny little philosophy which there was one line I can't remember who said it, um, which I thought, oh, there's something quite nice there. And the line was, "It's easy to be outnumbered when you're zero." And I thought, oh, that's quite nice. That's that's a nice little. I also wrote down the line, "Rubber tree is always good for clothes." Line, which I thought was brilliant. I love that line. Yeah, Fantastic. that was a great gag. <laughs> like it was just it was just a great bit. There's like little moments in this film but for the most part for me honestly this this just went straight over my head you know what's for dinner like <laughs> so if you, if you were a big fan of ape did you enjoy the slight post credit scene there uh, was a post credit scene <laughs> Charlie has, so it literally happens like immediately into the credits where um, it's like wait don't you want to know what happened to ape and then it's ape in vegas <laughs> and he's okay. doing a stage performance I'm gonna um, need to singing um <laughs> 
uh, singing I think it's my way by Frank Sinatra that's brilliant <laughs> that's the film we need we need John Cleese ain't made for like an hour and a half in Vegas <laughs> that's where the money is oh god George of the Jungle it's great though I put I did like a three a three little timeline so like at first glance this film is George of the Jungle because you know like he is he is one with the jungle one with the animals he's batshit crazy and dumb as a rock but and then it's like George in the jungle because you know he's in the jungle and all that kind of stuff by the end of it it's just like George in the Ursula which I think was fucking great <laughs> it's just like little George and he he, he, he you know runs into a tree and he's like oh you just like your american talking clean shaven dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he at the end he uh he fights lyle to to get ursula of course there's a a great bit he like twists his fist around yeah oh yeah which uh i reckon that's what inspired henry cavill in that bit in mission impossible where he like reloads his fists um although you got the kung fu apes as well um they're great they come out of nowhere for no reason they end up um because yes lyle sort of ends up kidnapping ursula and they get onto a boat no we just skipped over a huge part of this film that again they started to actually explain then gave up um lyle goes away joins a cult oh yeah apparently there was a deleted scene where he comes back with a shaved head and an eye patch yeah he he goes away (laughs) he he escapes the prison joins a cult becomes i think he starts a cult yeah becomes an ordained priest and then is like, I'm going to marry myself to Ursula. And they just kind of like, kind of gloss over that, but explain it a tad too much. Yeah, because they managed to rescue Ape by beating up the English yeah. people. They shoot Toucan out of the elephant's nose. And yeah, uh, yeah then and um, they have a cartoon uh, fight. Then, yeah, so at the end when they're like going along in the rapids and George has to go and rescue Ursula. And so he sets up together in like, the biggest swing in history on a vine. Because, <laughs> I mean, some of the vines, like, there's all, always the bits where he's, like, swinging on the vines. There's a bit where he, like, grabs a snake by accident instead. Yep. Um, Easily done. I mean, he basically hits Mac 1 with the biggest swing in jungle history. He is fucking going for it. Yeah. I'm surprised the skin didn't tear off his face. But, yeah, he, he manages to rescue Ursula. And then they have the nice little... When they have the wedding at the end, the, another bit that made me laugh was when Ape is talking to the mum. She says yeah. something about being Jane Goodall, and he's like, Madam, I knew Jane Goodall, and you are no Jane Goodall. The sass. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, they think thinking about it, there's much less talking ape in this than I, I want there to be now. Just a, a whole talking ape movie would be amazing. In <laughs> Vegas dress with with an apron exactly that image but yeah. just... oh in the in the vega scene he's wearing a, a glittery blue suit <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> this is the best thing ever this needs to be a film right i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to make sure i watch that after this like that's that's amazing i can't believe should, we, should we pause for two seconds so you can watch that section charlie i think we should charlie now you've seen that bit has it changed your opinion on this movie <laughs> No, not one bit. But I want to see more of that. I want that's what I want to see. I want to see that film. Like a Howard the Duck kind of film, but with that ape. Ape primate for the movie. That was definitely a like a person in a costume, but the costume looked real good as yes. well. I can explain why they look so good and it makes complete sense why they look so good. So they skin a gorilla. No. Um, okay, good. No, right. I don't okay. think they go that far. 
But so all of the people in the costumes were uh, trained by Jim Henson. They were Henson puppeteers. Oh, yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. And then, which if anyone doesn't know, is I think is the guy that does the Muppets and stuff. Um, yes, like yeah. the, one of the greatest puppeteers on the planet. But the face, so the faces were done mechanically on set. They are animatronic. Uh, all of the actors inside the actor suits went through like intense gorilla training. Literally not training to be a gorilla fighter. Like, <laughs> uh, they trained to be like act like gorillas. Um, and the costumes themselves were made by the Henson uh, Henson Creature Shop, which is the shop, the place that makes all of the like amazing costumes and, and puppet stuff. So they look good because they're made by like the company that is owned by the greatest puppeteer ever kind of thing. That, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> made yeah, by no, the I get Muppets that. guy. Um, all of like the main gorillas, they're all people in suits with animatronic faces. There's Ape, and then there's the other four who are constantly doing their drum solos <laughs> and then do some kung fu fighting at the end. Yes, and a lot of the animals were real. Yeah. Like a surprising amount of the animals were actual animals. And yeah, no, the costumes are made by Jim, H well, Jim Henson's company. So that, that's why they look incredible. The costumes really make it. Because if they were cheaper, co cheaper looking costumes, it would have been bad. Yeah, it, it wouldn't uh, have looked, it wouldn't have done so well, no. Even though according to Charlie... I don't think anything could have made this film worse. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the ape has definitely made it for me. I mean, I'm considering writing a script for this just in my spare time <laughs> of this ape doing his own thing. Ape, um, ape in Vegas. Ape in Vegas, Vegas ape, prime ape. Yeah, something along those lines. It's a work in progress for now. I'll get, I'll get back to you on that. I mean, we can sort of see how this is going to go out of... Out of 10, Charlie, how many movies about ape would you rather watch? <laughs> I would honestly, being, you know, being sort of calm and coming at this from a, 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 a serious point of view, I would give this film 10 face smacks to the tree out of 10. And I mean that not in a good way. I mean, like, I'd, I'd rather have 10 face smacks in the face from a tree <laughs> than watch this film again i think that i think this may be the last the probably the first last time i'd ever watched this film but i will say that what i do like about this film is they left no stone unturned well no banana left unpeeled whatever you want they just did everything they broke the fourth wall they went as dumb as anything they just committed in this film and that's that's admirable and i think as a kid with the nostalgia, it, it's probably really fun. I really tried. I, I kind of wanted to like this film, but um, <laughs> I yeah. hate it. I really <laughs> hate it. Like, I, I see what you mean about, yeah, the fact that they leaned into the comedy and, and, and the stupidity and stuff like yeah, that, that really was... helped it. Like, if, if they were trying to, like, take it serious or just do, like, a bit of light comedy here and there, yeah. it really wouldn't have worked as well. It was the best thing they could do was just commit to what they were going for, and that that in itself is is magic. I'd give it I'd give it like a good eight eight and a half out of ten, just be, just because of how much they committed, just outright because of how much they committed to making it stupid, and they didn't like hesitate. There was no hesitation in this film. At no point did the people making it go, "Is this too far?" They went, "No, <laughs> keep no, going." No, they they didn't hold back. No. Um, yeah, I, I would also give it eight, 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 eight drum solos out of ten. Um, because, yeah, I just, I, I must have had a lot more nostalgia for this film than I thought. And I say, like, literally every scene, I was like, I remember this bit. I remember this. And it was just like, it was all coming back to me. And I, I had a great time watching yeah. it again. Like, yeah, I, I, I'd happily watch this again at some point. <laughs> like, definitely. It, it, it made me laugh out loud several times. And 
I just I just had a good enjoyable time. So, but I get why people wouldn't like it. I get that it is mental, and it makes no sense, and it is annoying. I can't I can't say that like no, I completely disagree. This is a great movie. This isn't um, Dan and King Kong again. <laughs> <laughs> that episode hasn't come out yet. No, it hasn't come out yet. But fuck. You... <laughs> um... No, it's, um, it's 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 definitely one of those films. Like with 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 all the criticism aside, like it is completely dumb. It is a kids' film. It is just a romp. It's a farce. Um, it is what it is, and it's um yeah, it's it's it committed, and that's what that's what's lovely about it, you know. Yeah. But I get, I get the. But I hate it. it. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like, completely understand why you hate it. Completely understand because it is bad. But in the best way. In the best yeah. way possible. Like it's bad, but it, like they committed to bad. Yeah, they did it. They did it right. Yeah. They did it yeah. right. Well, I guess with that, I have been Dan. I have been Michael. And I have been Charlie. And you can find us at Hilton Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's at H-I-L-T-M pod. Yeah, let, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think of George of the Jungle. Do you have a seething hatred like Charlie does? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> or did you have a good childhood? <laughs> or did you enjoy yourself as a child? <laughs> Also, if, if you have any film suggestions, any of those like weird, obscure kids' films that you watched as a kid that no one else did, well, let us know. Ow! My eardrum! Yeah, I'm definitely not going to commit to doing that. Not at this time of night, anyway.